When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we tell you that we're open, and we tell you that we are ready. Speak to us, Lord, in this building, and when the majority of us are online, speak to us with strength. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with authority. Speak to us with power. And we will hear and we will obey. God, we believe that the greatest days are not behind us, but they are here and they are ahead of us. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Tell the Lord, say, I'm ready to receive. So let's go to work. Our series this month is called Spiritual Adulting. I teach in series at Harvest so that you get the principle. Um, anytime you focus on something for a prolonged period of time, that is in fact the art of meditation. That's why the scripture says to meditate on the word. In other words, focus on something for a prolonged period of time. Watch me. So that you just don't talk platitudes, but you also have fruit to show. So that you don't just talk spiritual talk, but you've got spiritual walk to show. So you're not just talking good Christian things, but you're walking out good Christian life. I'm so excited that the person you're sitting next to isn't just a talker, they're a walker. You don't have a clue who you're sitting next to, but you just look at somebody next to you and say, I'm a talker, not just, I say, I'm a walker, not just a talker. I you sit next to somebody that's a doer of the word that they hear. You hit sit next to somebody that when the word says acceleration, 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 they don't sit there and question it. They say, be it to me according to so you've got to be a doer, not just to hear, and this is why I teach in series, so we focus on this thing. And on this month, we've been looking at 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, and Paul says this, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, and I reasoned or made decisions like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. Pay attention. Became there isn't automatic. Paul was saying, there's something in me that I had to decide I was not going to act like a child anymore. There's something in me that had to decide I'm going to grow up. How do you know you speak like a child, think like a child, or make decisions like a child? Because when you speak like a child, you're negative. When you speak like a child, you say things that you do not fully understand. How do you know you're speaking like a child? Because you're speaking doubt instead of faith. You're speaking the problem instead of a solution. How do you know you're growing up? It's because you'll look and say, there is a problem, but my God can solve them. Mm. 
There is an obstacle, but my God has already made a way of escape. This is why I have you speak so much in church. Why? Because life and death are in the power of your tongue, which means you're going to have to release spirituality out of your mouth and not just expect it to manifest for you. You're going to have to speak life out of your mouth, even though you got mess going on around you. Can I get you to practice? Say, all is well in my life. Now, you may say, Bishop, but it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't matter what it feels like because I'm a spiritual adult. I do what the Bible says. I call things that be not as though they were. I'm not lying. I'm prophesying. Can I get you to encourage somebody next to you, touch them on the shoulder, say, all is well in your life. Oh. And guess what? Everything has to come into alignment with whatever it is that you speak. We were made in the image and the likeness of God. He is a speaking spirit, which means anything that I want to see manifest, I got to speak it out of my mouth first. Children, they speak the problem. They speak the issue. They speak what they're concerned about. They speak the problem. They speak the issue. They speak the negativity. But a spiritual adult says, anybody can find the problem. I'm going to be the one that's going to speak the solution. How do you know you're thinking like a child? Because your thinking is circuitous. That means you think in cycles and circles, which means you'll spend all your energy thinking about something you never do. Mm which means you'll stay in a state of paralysis and you'll never make progress. I need you to hear me. For many of you, we just heard acceleration, acceleration, acceleration. Between now and the end of this calendar year, you're going to make up for all the progress you didn't make in previous years. You can sit there and look at me like that all you want to, but 1 Samuel 3.19 says, and the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. If you believe, you're going to make up for some lost time. Open your mouth and release a praise for three seconds right there. Go three, two, one. Come on, somebody say, I'll make up for lost time. Huh? See, so Paul says, when I was a child, I spoke like one. I thought like one. I thought in circles. I thought in cycles. I thought that everybody else was the problem but me. I thought that I had no way out. I thought that I was a victim. But when I became a man, I had to decide that I've been victimized, but I am not a victim. I had to decide that I could not sit back and blame people, watch me, who I can't control what they do, but I can control how it affects me. How do you know you're growing up spiritually when you look at what other people are doing and you're saying, let them do them, but I'm going to make sure I do what I got to do. And what you do or don't do is not going to affect me. You don't want to praise him? Fine. I'll go by myself. You don't want to give him glory? Guess what? I don't care how loud I get. My praise is not for you. My praise is for God. See, when you think like a child, you're worried about everybody else. But when you think like a spiritual adult, you'll be like Joshua and say, as for me. And my house, y'all do what y'all gonna do, but I. When I was a child, I spoke like one, I thought like one, I reasoned like one. I made decisions like a child. How do children make decisions? They only want immediate gratification. They do not think of long-term consequences. They do not think of unintended consequences. What's that? It means if I make a decision, I need to think about all the things that this affects. Let me tell you why you can't quit, because it's not just you that's depending on you. Mm. There are some unintended consequences to your actions. And I need you to hear me, 1115. You have come way too far to start thinking childish now. You have made way too much progress to throw you a temper tantrum now. You have built way too much, watch me, to knock it all down because you got mad one day. I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. It is time for you to spiritually adult and grow up. How do we do this? Paul said I had to decide to become a man. 
which means there's a difference between being a male and being a man. Pay attention. This is my decision to separate from childish ways. Separate. He says, I gave up, but in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it means I had to separate from him. There are certain things that aren't going to leave me. I'm going to have to leave them. There are certain things that are not going to walk away from me. I'm going to have to walk away from them. There are certain friends, they ain't going nowhere. But you recognize they ain't going nowhere. And so you're going to have to separate from them. There are certain relationships that are not going anywhere. They ain't leaving you. They've gotten comfortable with you. You're going to have to say, I got to walk away from this myself. Paul said, I separated from my childish ways. Wednesday's message, we delved, uh, we delved into that because it was called How to Heal from Hurt. And everybody's going to hurt, but only spiritual adults will heal. Why? Because a spiritual child, a child is thinking like one, speaking like one, making decisions like one. So to them, healing isn't even an issue because guess what gets more attention than healing? Watch me, being hurt all the time. There are some people that don't really want to be healed because they think they don't get as much attention. But let me prove it to you. Look on social media. Look at all the posts with the most comments. It's not somebody saying, look at my healing. It's somebody talking about, look at my hurt. So-and-so did me wrong. That's right. That's right. But let somebody say, so-and-so did me right. Which means you've got to decide what you want. Do you want attention or do you want to advance? Because when you start healing, watch me, some people are going to stop paying you attention. Some people are going to stop showing up because they liked hearing your negativity. They like talking on the phone and gossiping with you. They like doing all of that negativity. But now that you're healing, you ain't talking about people. You're talking about plans for your future. I wish I had some spiritual adults in this building. Come on, touch about no soul and say, let's grow up. Let's grow up. Let's grow up. Let's grow up. I introduce you to two men uh, on Wednesday. One is Job. The other is Joseph. Job was a man from North Africa. He was from the land of Uz. And you'll see Job got these nice fine robes on. He got these nice robes on, got that turquoise on. He looks nice. Bible takes us the time to detail what he had so you understood that no matter where you're at in life, you're going to deal with hurt. What did he have? 7,000 sheep. Those sheep are going to produce milk. Those sheep are going to produce food. Those sheep are going to produce clothing, which means Job had a system of life where it produced for him. This ain't for everybody. This is just for my faith people in the building. No line. Watch me. You're about to do so well, you're going to live off the interest. You can look at me like that all you want to, or you can receive that. I need you to tell somebody next to you, say, you're going to live off the interest. You... You'll go to work because you want to, not because you have to. You won't need an alarm clock to wake you up. Your purpose is going to wake you up. Your assignment is going to wake you up. Please make sure you're in a faith section. Tell somebody else so you'll live off the interest. Come on. You ready? He has 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, modes of transportation. They are also used to carry what you build. For some of you, you're great at building. You just don't know how to carry it to the next level. You're good at starting. You just don't know how to finish what you start. The camels are coming. I prophesy you're going to finish everything. You started in 22. You're going to finish it before you exit 22. You're not going to have any unresolved issues. 
Let me teach you how to receive in this building. Whenever something prophetic is released over your life, you don't just sit there and say, mm, that's good. You have to make sure that you bring that word over to you. You got to be like those guys at the airport where they're telling the plane, come over here. I need you to be, come right over here. So let's try this again. You will have no unfinished business by the end of this year. I, I receive that. No commas, no semicolons. You're going to put periods on everything that you started this year. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. He has 3,000 camels. These are his modes of transportation. Pay attention. Bible then goes on to say, that he's got 500 yoke of oxen. That means he has a thousand because a yoke connected two. So he's got a thousand oxen. Ox was a special designation of livestock. It was a legal term. That's why you have an ox which is different than just a cow. Because ox can carry more than everybody else. Pay attention. He has got, watch me, 500 yoke of oxen, 1,000. Which means, hear me, for some of you, watch me, what God wants to do through you, you don't get a lot of support external. Why? Because you're an ox. And God says, you got the ability to carry more than everybody else, which is why everybody else, they need a bunch of co-signers. And you're like, when is somebody going to help me? You're an ox. You didn't need nobody to help you. I wish you would sit next to an ox in this building and go line. Elbow somebody say, you got this, you got this, you got this. Wrong person. When you tell them that, they should rejoice. Elbow somebody else say, you got this, you got this, you got support everybody else got because I didn't need it. I didn't get this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys. Why does the Bible take the time to give us this level of detail? Because female donkeys means they can reproduce. A female donkey um, was known as a jenny. You had a jack and a jenny. What's this? He says he has 500 that can reproduce for him. Which means, watch, watch this, I've created a flow of life for Job, where Job, watch me, is constantly reproducing something. See, for those of you who just want to sit back and relax, watch me, then you don't want to be great. For those of you who just want to sit back and just, I just, I, just, I just need another vacation, I need another this, I need another that. I'm not knocking that, but here's what I'm here to tell you. God has set your life up so your life is constantly producing. And you will get destructive if you don't have something you're working on. You will get self-destructive if you don't have something you're building. You got 500 female donkeys, which means I'm producing something that's producing something that's producing. You always going to be working on something. I pray for every entrepreneur. I pray you'd always be producing. For every business owner, I pray you'd always be producing. You weren't sent just to pay bills and die. You were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. You're producing. Look at this. He has many servants. How many? Many. Which means, watch me. He has an innumerable number of those that serve. Can I give you Revelation 11 15? You don't even recognize how many people are serving you. Bishop, what do you mean? Um, there's something that is the opposite of the psychological phenomena called paranoia, which is where you think there's a conspiracy against you. The opposite of that, the antithesis of that is called Pronoia, which means there's a vast conspiracy in the world to benefit me. Where's that at in the Bible? Romans 8, 28. And we know all things, which means everybody serve me. 
I'll shout my own self. Even your haters serve you. Even that witch on your job serves you. Even that crazy family member serves you. Look at somebody say, I got a lot of servants. I got a lot. How many servants you got? A lot. How many people helping you? A lot. Because every time they say your name, they're reminding God of his promise to you. Come on. Somebody say, everybody serves me. How many people are for you? A lot. Well, so-and-so don't like you. He said he'd make my name great. Which means every time they sitting up talking about me, they spread your... And I need you to stop being mad about them talking about you. And instead say, keep running your mouth and serve. Keep running your mouth and serve. Keep lying your lie and serve. Be seated. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Everybody work for you. Everybody work for you. Hey, you got the biggest company in the world. Everybody work for you. Everybody work for you. Bishop, they're giving me hell. They work for you. They work for you because you are built to be like Joseph. What you meant for evil. Only for those of us that got radical faith. Pop up and turn around one time. What you meant for evil. God, turn that thing. He turned that. Oh my God. Look at somebody say, he's turning it. You work for me. You work for me. Next time somebody got an issue with you, say, appreciate your service. Some of y'all on Thursday at Thanksgiving, they go try to start stuff with you. Say, I appreciate your service. What you talking about? I don't serve you all if you only knew. God's going to use you to get the glory out of my life. Be seated. Let's go. Here many servants. <laughs> I'm trying to move. Here 10 kids. 10 is the biblical number of divine perfection, which means what Job birth was divine. Let me help. 10 is the biblical number of divine. Every, all of this is strategic. He had 10 kids, divine perfection. Everything that he birthed was divine. Bishop, how do I know I'm birthing something divine? Because you didn't come up with the idea to birth it. Truth be told, you don't even want to carry it. Where y'all at? Sometimes you wish you could be regular like everybody else. Sometimes you wish you could not have all these great thoughts like everybody else. Sometimes you wish you could just work a job like everybody else. But there's something in you He's got 10 kids. Everything he births is divine. <laughs> Everything he births is divine. I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to be a bishop. I didn't want to start no church. I didn't want to do it, but everything I birth. Speak this over yourself. Say, everything I birth is divine. It wasn't your idea to start the business. You don't even like that subject. It wasn't your idea to start the dark. It wasn't your idea. But everything you birth is divine. Let this be your confirmation. Do not abort. Do 
you not abort, you're going to carry this thing full term. And it will be birthed before December 31, 2020. Come on, I need your faith to go up. I need your faith to go up. I need your faith to go up. We're about to move, but I need your faith to go up. Come on, touch somebody on the shoulder. Say, I join my faith with yours. Say, you will not miscarry. Say, you will not drop this. Say, it's going to manifest before the end of this year. Push! Tell somebody else, say, push! Find you a third person. Tell them, say, push! And it's getting ready to happen. Come on, come on. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. This is. Come on, we gotta go. Oh. Bishop Kevin Foreman, you better push. Harvest Church, you better push. Apostles, you better Why so much pushing? This is your biggest baby yet. <laughs> Why is this one harder than anything else? Because this is going to be the biggest one yet. And since you're in 2022, let me prophesy to 10 of you. It's twins. You're going to have one in Denver and Atlanta. You're going to have one here and there. Rotose, Lanta, Bese, Loco, Yandarabasaya, Leke, Yataya, Come on, we gotta go. We gotta go. Be seated. Be seated. I'm trying to. Come on, y'all. This is just the intro. Come on. It's just the intro. This one's bigger. This one's bigger. See, last year you were pushed once and it came out. This one's bigger. Somebody say, This one's bigger. You ready? Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Let's go. Woo! I'm going to be honest. I could stop right here and I'd be good. That's all I needed to hear. Push. On three, you holler push. On three, you holler push like your life depends on it. And I prophesy heaven's about to back your push. On three, holler push. One, two, three. It's rough. I know, baby, but Bishop, it's tougher than it's ever been. I know, but I need you to and push it real good. Huh? You were built for this. You were born for this. You were made for this. You were built for this.
this. You were born for this. You were made for this. You were built for this. You were born for this. You were made for this. You were built for this. You were born for this. You were made for this. You were built for this. You were born for this. You were... We gotta go. Be seated. Be seated. Go have a seat. Go have a seat. Go have a seat. Go have a seat. We gotta go. We gotta go. We got 10 kids. He's a prayer warrior. Look at me. Say, prayer warrior. Bishop, why y'all pray so much at harvest? <sighs> That's why you haven't lost your mind. <laughs> he was a prayer warrior and he was a faithful giver. Say so he was all these things. But he still experienced hurt. In a two-day period of time, the Bible records that Job virtually loses everything except his wife. Because God leaves her. Because sometimes God will leave somebody in your circle that's not that supportive. The Bible says his wife says to Job, you ought to just curse God and die. And Job says to her, woman, you sound like a fool. Do we only accept the good from God and not accept all pay attention? Sometimes God needs to make sure that the faith you have is not dependent on somebody else. But this is something that you got for yourself. You can't ride in on your mama's name faith. You can't ride on your daddy's faith. Watch me. You can't ride on your pastor's faith. You got to make sure that you know for yourself. Job loses everything. The first day, he loses his children. He loses his possessions. And the Bible says that Job kneels down before the Lord and he worships God. But, but pay attention. But we recognize in his kneel that his worship wasn't all that God wanted from him. What do you mean, Bishop? Because Job makes a statement that reveals why he went through some of his hurt. Because the Bible says that Job, watch me, he says this, he says, the thing I have feared the most, it has come upon me. Which means, Job, everything, give me the mic stand. Job, everything that you have faced up to this point, watch me, it was designed to get something out of you you haven't given me yet. I'm going to back it up because you missed it. Job, day one, you lose your children. Day one, you lose your possessions. You fall in worship, but Job, I already get your worship. You're giving me something that you already give me. And I allow hurt, Isaiah 66 and 9, to birth something new. Job, there's a fear in you that without that stuff, you're nobody. There's a fear in you that without that family, you're nobody. There's a fear in you that if you don't have those things, who are you? So Job, I got to allow you to be hurt in such a way that you give me that part of you that you think I don't see. It's quiet in the building. It's quiet in the building. Bishop, how do you know that? Because look at what Job says from, from chapter 2 all the way to 42. For 40 chapters, Job now deals with hurt and he's in his healing process. Say process. It took him 40 chapters. 40 is the biblical number of wilderness. It's the biblical number of testing. Question, how many chapters will it take you? He says, I know that you can do everything. But, but Job, you just figured that out? Job, you got camels, you got, you got ox, you got donkeys, you, you got all of this, and you just figured out that I can do everything. Right. 
You're just figuring this out, which means, Job, not only is there a fear in you, I, will, I need to get out of you, but there's also, a, watch me, there's also a lack of belief I need to get out of you. You don't really believe I'm God. And now you've gotten comfortable with all this stuff. So sometimes I got to allow hurt to get you uncomfortable. Because sometimes, watch me, you change one of two times. When you learn enough that you want to or you hurt enough that you have to. So he says, this is what the Lord says, or Job says to the Lord. He says, and I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Which means, God, I recognize after going through this hurt, you're going to get what you want to get out of me. See, look at me. Look at me. You think you have options. You really think you cannot serve God and he going to let that be. Look at me. He's paid too much of a price for you to let you be out on the auction block for $5. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. He paid the ultimate price for you and God says, I'm going to get what I want to get out of you. Now we can do this one or two ways. We can do this voluntarily or involuntarily, but either way, you ain't going to withhold my purpose. Touch your neighbor. Say, say, you're not big enough to block this. Look at the next part. Next part says this. Next part says this. He says, I have uttered what I did not understand. In other words, how do you know that you're beginning to spiritually adult and to heal? When you can recognize I was speaking like a child. When you can recognize I was thinking like a child. I just figured out you can do everything. I had a lot, but I didn't know everything. I had a lot of stuff, but I didn't know that you were, watch me, you were the God that was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. Look at verse 6. I repent. Uh-oh, here we go, Job. This is what you haven't done the whole time. Because repent, re-again, pent. Think of a penthouse top. Get back to the best version of yourself. Change directions. And the army, uh, military, they'd say, about face. And for some of you, watch me, you got married to where you were headed and you felt like I've been going this direction for so long I can't change directions. But that's the whole nature of repentance. Repentance says, I don't care how long I've been headed this direction. Once I realize it ain't the right direction, I gotta turn that thing. What did Job say? I repent. Let 15 lift your hand and say, Lord, I repent. I repent. In other words, Lord, it wasn't you the whole time it was me. It, it wasn't those friends around me the whole time it was me. Verse 10. So Job is left with his wife, who's crazy. She cray-cray. You ready? Which means sometimes your spiritual attack will come from a place you should be able to take your armor down. I should be able to take my armor off in front of you, but I got to keep it up in front of you. And the Bible says that Job has three friends. How many? Three. Tres amigos. And these three friends, they come in, and the Bible says that they give Job mixed counsel. They give Job bad information. So Job, watch me, he's tripping for so long because he's got the wrong people in his ear. I pray that you wouldn't let poison hit your ear. I pray you wouldn't have the wrong people in your ear because they'll talk you out of what you should continue and they'll talk you into continuing what you should stop. I pray that God put people around you that will speak the word and not their opinion. They'll speak the word and not what they feel about it. Watch me. So God gets angry with Job's friends and God goes and visits them and he says, look, Marks. He says, y'all got Job tripping. This was supposed to take two chapters. It's taken 40. This is why, say acceleration, acceleration, acceleration. I wanted to have this done for Job by June. 
but you've been talking crazy to him, so here we go in November. God says, God says, I got an issue with y'all. And God says, and I'm going to let y'all have it for what y'all said to him. He says, there's only going to be one way out of this. Job's going to have to pray for you. In Job 42.10, Job prays for his friends. Look at me. How do you know that you're a spiritual adult? When you pray for who prayed on you. Come on, y'all. How do you know that you're maturing? When you want to cuss them out. Where are my real people at 1115? You want to snap, cracker, and pop like you a box of Rice Krispies. But instead, you say, Father, help them. Father, bless them. Would you tell somebody next to you, say, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. In other words, so pray for his friends. And when Job, how do you know you're healing? I ain't mad at you no more. How do you know you're healing? When you can tell Judas, appreciate you. You're one of my servants. When you can tell who was running their mouth about, I appreciate you. When you can tell the people that you built up and they didn't even say thank you, I appreciate you. You're my proof of concept. You just showed me I'm anointed to make people better. Come on, 11.15. Somebody shout, thank you. When Job prayed for his friends, we're almost there. The Lord restored his fortunes. <laughs> See, for some of you, you're like, that's gone. I'm going to have to start over. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's just displaced. It didn't disappear. I'll talk over here because they won't shout over here. <laughs> I guess I just have to start from scratch. Oh, no. You've been through way too much to have to do that. God says, watch me. It didn't disappear. It was just displaced. Restored means I had it over here the whole time. Come on, open your mouth and say, he's restoring my losses. And watch me. That's not the shout, 1115. The shout, here's the miracle. Here's the miracle. Some of y'all are going to catch him in a second. Here's the miracle. He didn't just give him what he had. The Bible says God gave him. Prophesy over your own life. Say double is coming. Tables are turning. Double is coming. Tables are turning. If they didn't like you with one. Prophesy to somebody, put a two in their face. Put a two in their face. Say, that's coming to your life. Say, it's not just stuff. Say, you got double joy, double peace, double worship, double maturity, double wisdom. His statements revealed that he was healed. Let's look at Joe. Joe was 17. Joseph was 17 when he told the wrong people his dream. Remember, I'm teaching about JJ. This JJ. For my Chicago folks, they got a JJ, JJ, what is it, fishing something? <laughs> fishing something. Huh? Probably fishing barbecue. Um, <laughs> you ready? Look at me. Jo uh, Joseph was 17 years old when he told his dreams to people who had nightmares. For some of you, your challenge is that you don't have anybody to say it to, so you say it to the wrong people. I pray God give you the wisdom and discernment of who you can't share certain things with. 
The Bible says don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. And there's a biblical principle there because the right hand had the man, the left hand had the plan. The right hand had the money, the left hand had the plan. And God says don't let the man with the money know what the plan is because he'll try to talk you out of the plan and say you don't have the money. So he said, don't let these two know what's going on because your plan will never happen because you'll think you don't have the provision for it. So he said, keep those two separate from one another. Let me help business owners. If you got big vision, don't talk with the money people and the plan people because they'll try to talk you out of the plan and say you don't have the money. But if I put the plan in place, God will send the provision. Oh, let's prophesy. Shout money coming. Some of y'all ain't saying nothing. Don't get mad when you don't see nothing. I need you to prophesy like something's about to hit your account this week. Shall money's coming to me right now. Why? Not just the front, not just to have cash, cars, and clothes. You're going to be blessed so you can be a blessing. And you'll buy your mama a house. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. How many dreams does Joseph have? Pay attention. There's two dreams. Now, after he shares those two dreams with the wrong people, who's he sharing with? His brothers. <laughs> Thanks, Job. You're good. You're good. All right, now let's swap out. Swap a character. Come on, Job. Get up now, Job. Come on. Lord, touch him. Lord, touch him. Come on, Joe. You're going to be Joseph. And Joseph got this coat of many harvest colors, okay? Now, for 13 years, Joseph is 17 when he has these dreams. If you're honest, most of your hell started in your teenage years. That's when you started realizing you were different than everybody else. That's when you started realizing that everybody else could get away with things that you couldn't get away with. That's when God started putting the pool on you, putting the call on you. That's when other people were going to house parties. You were going to church. Y'all ain't going to talk. When other people were doing things. Most of your trouble started in your teenage years. And so Joseph, watch me, for 13 years, his brother sell him into slavery. Then he goes into Potiphar's house. Potiphar was one of Pharaoh's generals. He becomes the leader of uh, Potiphar's house. Then Potiphar's wife lies on him because he won't lie with her. It's amazing the people who lie on you because they're scared you're going to tell the truth about them. You ever had somebody lie on you because of what you wouldn't do with them? I wish I had some honest people in this building. And so they're trying to put a story out on you and you're like, but I got receipts. Let's move. Let's move. They sell them into slavery. But watch me, because God is so into you. Psalm 37, 23, he orders the steps of your life. He makes sure that Joseph, when you're sold, you ain't going to be sold to anybody. You're going to be sold, watch me, to Potiphar, an Egyptian. Pay attention to this. That is the equivalent of an American hiring a Russian to run their house. In case you haven't seen the news, everything ain't so friendly these days. Pay attention. God is so into you that he will break protocol. That he'll rearrange structures and systems. Because Potiphar should have got an Egyptian. Instead, Potiphar said, give me that Hebrew. I don't know why I picked him, but I picked him. Prophesied to somebody, touch him on the shoulder and say, you just got picked. Stay, leave it right there. Say, you just got picked. You ready? Y'all ready? Look, look, look. So, so he sold into Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife lies on him. The Bible says Joseph was a good-looking man. 
He was designed for where he was headed. He was designed for where he was headed. Watch me because, okay, he was designed for where he was headed. Everything about you is not designed, look at me, for where you were. This is why some of y'all do things, you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing that because you're preparing for where you're headed. You're like, I don't know why I have all these bank accounts because they're only insured up to $250,000 and you're about to be a seven-figure earner, which means you need a minimum of... I don't know why I'm structured like this because where your head is going to need structure. Come on, we got to go. He's, 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 he's designed for where he's headed. And so Potiphar, Potiphar comes in. She lies on him. And when Potiphar comes in, what ends up happening? He is now thrown into prison, but not county. He doesn't go to the lockup. He goes to Pharaoh's prison. His private personal prison. Which means, Joseph, you're about to have freedom in what constricts other people. Let me see if I can help somebody understand something. Um, you, 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 everybody else, when they're in this, they're constricted. But Joseph, you're going to be in Pharaoh's prison and you're going to be elevated to where the warden says, Joseph, you can do whatever you want to do in the prison. Matter of fact, you're a prisoner, but you're over the other prisoners. Which means you're going to have freedom in what everybody else is bound in. See, this is why people don't understand why you love God like you do. Because they're looking at the prison. They don't recognize I got freedom in what can. Come on, we got to go. Got to go. So, so he's in there. And then he interprets two dreams. See, some of y'all see, but I keep going to two. Two is a biblical number of witness. Which means whenever I see two, I'm about to witness something. See, you're in 2022, which means God says, you haven't seen yet. See, some of y'all saying, yeah, I'll do it in 23. No, you're not. You're going to get it done before this year is over. Push your row one more time. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, push this out before the end of the year. Come on. So what happens, 1115? So he interprets these dreams. Check this out. He's serving other people's dreams while he is look like nightmares. You know, you know, watch me. Some of y'all, if it ain't happening for you, you get an attitude. But watch me. But when you're thankful, when you're a spiritual adult, while he's doing it for somebody else, you're like, do it, God. Do it, God. You don't become a hater. You stretch your hands towards them and say, same God that's doing it for them is the same God that's going to do it for me. Look at somebody and say, don't be a hater. Haters get benched. It's a sports term, which means you ain't going to be in the game if you're a hater. While LeBron's scoring, you better clap because any minute, hey, you finna be in the game. I just need you to prophesy. I know you're probably tired of touching your neighbor. It's okay, though. You're activating your faith. Wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. Just touch them on the shoulder. Say, tag. You're it. Game time. When you leave church today, game time. When you go to work tomorrow, game time. 
When you get back to your laptop, game time. When you get back to your phone, game time. I ain't waiting till 2023. I'm going to do it right here and... Here we go. We got to go. We got to go. So Joseph is sitting up, locked up. They got him. They won't let him out. They got him locked up, Levite. And here goes Joseph, watch me, serving somebody else's dream. Maybe you don't have your own yet because you've been sloppy with somebody else's. Ain't nobody going to say nothing right there? Joseph has to serve their dreams. And you know what Joseph tells them? Don't forget about me. He says, y'all about to get out. He said, I've been thrown in here, watch me, unjustly with no hearing. And watch me, and I don't know when I'm coming out of this. Oh my God, let's sit right there for a minute. Y'all know when Pharaoh's going to let y'all out. Potiphar threw me in here. I didn't have a hearing. So that means I'm in something and it feels like I may never get out of it. Who in this building and online, you got some areas of your life. You're like, when am I going to get out of this? Here's your answer before the end of this year. I said before the end of this year. Can we go old school church for a moment? Somebody say, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Joe, Joseph says, don't forget about me. We got to go. Joseph says, don't forget about me. When Pharaoh starts hooking you up, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. I hooked you up. You know, the waiter hooks you up at the restaurant. I gave you some extra bread. One of my favorite restaurants in Atlanta is in Midtown Atlanta. And really, it's the bread. I know we have some harvesters in that, uh, you know. That they're not a fan of that, but I'm a fan of their bread. Now. Um, and, and, and so one time the waiter, you know, he, he brought me to and they gave you these little mini cinnamon rolls, these little yeast rolls. And, and, so, and so I said, come on, man. He said, well, you know, we ain't supposed to do another basket. I said, I don't care what you're supposed to do. You better bring me another basket. Bread. I got you, Bishop. I got you, Bishop. In other words, he was saying, don't forget me when it's time to tip. Joseph was like, don't forget about me. What do they do? They forget about him for two years. At age 28, he interprets their dreams. For two years, they forget. One ends up dying, the other one lives. And you know what the one says? Watch me. This is what's about to happen for you this week. This is what's about to happen for you this week. One of them says, Pharaoh, I forgot. When I was locked up, when you weren't feeling too good about me, let's not talk about that. I met this dude. And this guy that I met while I was locked up, he wasn't like the rest of us. He was in there giving you glory. He was in there giving you thanks. And he served me while he was locked up. You know what his gift is? His gift is dream interpretation. Pharaoh, you know what you need right now? What Joseph is. Your name's about to be brought up. I said your name's about to be brought up. I said your name's about to be brought Say your first and last name in the atmosphere. Go. And it's about to be brought up by people who can change the trajectory of your life. Here we go. We got to go. His name was brought up. And at age 30, Pharaoh says, well, bring him to me. 
You know, he's been locked up. Come here. Put some good clothes on him. Look, take him out of what he wore in here when he was hurt. Change his clothes because he's about to be in front of somebody that's going to change his life. And here's what spiritual adults do. I make sure I don't bleed in rooms where blood isn't welcome. You can't bleed on Pharaoh because Pharaoh don't want to hear that. So which means you had to heal while you were locked up. You had to heal while you were in there. Why? Because you're about to stand in front of somebody that doesn't want to hear about how you were hurt. You aren't going to get the job talking about your old boss. You are not going to get a position in church talking about your former pastor. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me right there. Y'all ready? He says, change what he's wearing. Put a, put, a, put a cross on him. Put a, put a, put a, put a gold chain on him. And, 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 and change the way he looks. Come on, come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Joseph comes. Joseph does what he does. Look at me. He does what he had been doing. He didn't let his hurt stop him from doing what he does. And too many times we let hurt stop us. You're a loving person. Don't let what one ninja did stop you from love. Don't let one bad relationship. Everybody ain't trash. Everybody ain't. Y'all not going to talk to me. Everybody's not trying to use you and take advantage of you. So Joseph, we're almost done. So, So Joseph, at age 30, he becomes prime minister. 13 years after he has the dream and God gives him management experience the coat of many colors management experience manage what other people don't have in Potiphar's house manage somebody else's in the prison manage somebody else's people Uh uh-huh manage somebody else's people manage somebody else's system see a lot of people watch me they do not understand that what they are in is an audition for what they want And if you don't manage this, Joseph, you are not getting what you want. If you don't handle this right, you are not getting what you want. So at age 30, watch me. Now he's prime minister. He's somebody now. And watch what happens. He meets his brothers again. And when his brothers see him, last time they saw him is when they threw him in a pit. So check this out. They don't even know how to recognize him because they've never seen the healed him. And for some of you this week, you're about to be reintroduced. The last time they saw you, you were struggling. Last time they saw you, you were in bankruptcy. Last time they saw you, you were mad. But this time, open up your mouth. Somebody say, the tables have turned now. Oh, you saw me when I was stressed. I ain't stressed no more. You saw me when I had anxiety. I don't have that anymore. You saw me when I was bitter. I got better. Lift your hands, worship God for three seconds. Go, three, two, one. We're almost done. So Joseph's brothers meet him. They don't recognize him. Bishop, how do I know God's ready to do something new? Old people show up. And God says, don't introduce them to the you they knew 13 years ago. Introduce them to the healed you. Last time they saw you, you were crying from when they threw you in the pit and the fall should have killed you. This time when they see you, be so cool. Joseph's looking at his brothers and he knows them, but they don't know him. 
Jacob eventually, Jacob, their father, eventually passes away. His brothers are concerned that he's going to kill them now that the father isn't there to protect him from them. But what they don't recognize, Apostle, is he's healed. Which means when I'm healed, I'm so adult. Watch me. I don't need to see you hurt to feel good. How do you know you're maturing? You don't even want the bad for them. You don't even wish the worst on them. You can say, God bless them. God, I hope you become everything. Is there any healed people in this building? Any healed people online? I don't want to see you go down. I want to see you do well. Why? Because I'm doing so good, I ain't got time to hate on you. I'm doing so good, I don't have time to look down on you. What happens? Joseph says to his brothers, he says, you intended to harm me. He said, you intended to hurt me. Even the baby understands this. But God, shout but God. But God. That was cute. I need you to shout that thing. Like you're going to experience it when you go check your messages when you get in your car after church. Like as soon as you log off and take your device off or do not disturb, you're going to experience it. Shout, but God intended it all for good to bring me to this position to save the lives of many people, which means Joseph finally healed and Joseph recognized my hurt wasn't even about me. My hurt was about the nation. You tried to kill a man. I'm a movement. Fist bump somebody say, I'm a whole movement. Thank you. You, what you, thank you. What you meant for evil, God intended it for good to make me prime minister. I never asked to be prime minister. In fact, Egypt never had one until it was created for Joseph. See, when you spiritually adult, God will create positions that don't exist. He'll create opportunities that didn't exist before. Come on, y'all, we're about to go, but I need you to speak this over your life. Say, he's creating something for me. That position didn't exist on Friday, but this weekend he got managers meeting to create it for you tomorrow. I got one shouter in the back. Can I get another shouter in the building? Can I get a shouter on YouTube, a shouter on Facebook? Say, he's creating something for me. Both Joseph, both Joseph and Job revealed this to us. They remained thankful in the midst of trauma and it's easy to start thankful but it's not easy to remain thankful because only spiritual adults remain thankful in the midst of trauma tell the lord say i'm thankful well watch me why do we lose our thankfulness we got to go fast it's because we get you ready prideful don't get quiet 11 15 See, starting thankful is easy. Remaining thankful is spiritual adulting. I'll say it again. Starting thankful is it's easy, Joe, when you're having the dreams. What you going to do in the pit? What is, what is Joseph's line in Genesis 50 revealed to us? That while he was in the pit, Joseph was like, whoo, the initial hit. Then Joseph was like, but they didn't kill me. See, you already missed it. See, pride is looking at the problem. 
Thankful people are saying, but it could have been worse. While he's in Potiphar's house, while he's in Potiphar's house, watch me. Uh, pride would say, I can't believe this trick, uh, this woman did me like this. That's what she was. Gotta be honest in church. I can't believe she did me like this. But thankfulness says, but you know what? He could have killed me. But, but you know what? It could have been a mob that came after me. Instead, I got sent to a secure place. While he was locked up, he could have said, this ain't right. I ain't done nothing to nobody. But his statement reveals he was thankful and he remained thankful. Hear me, 1115. Here's part of spiritual adulting. It's remaining thankful. And thankfulness is feeling and expressing gratitude and appreciation. Feeling is internal. Expressing is external, which means it's not enough to just feel thanks. You got to show thanks. Come on, look at somebody say, show thanks, show thanks. Watch me, watch me. When we're prideful, it's a sense, it's also known as hubris. It's a sense of superiority, self-importance, or entitlement. And most people are not thankful because they're entitled. You owe me this. Oh, you jack. You ever had somebody, I've been faithful, you owe me, you're supposed to be faithful. Okay, I take care of my kids. Sir, you're supposed to do that. Ma'am, you're supposed, you don't get no credit for that. I show up on time, you're supposed to. Entitlement says, you owe me. And when you walk around like you're owed, watch me, it's a stench to God. Mm -mm, y'all ain't gonna send into me come on y'all we gotta go it's a stench to God it's a stench when you walk around like God owes you something this is why some people get mad with God because we feel like he owes us Lord I've been tithing you owe me baby bad you owe me God look, look at me look at me look at me their statements reveal that they were not prideful and they remained thankful because pride practices, we're almost done, ingratitude. It doesn't feel thanks. It doesn't express thanks or appreciation. It's not agreeable. It's repellent. Not agreeable means it's argumentative. Unthankful people always want to argue. They want to tell you they side. They want to tell you how they saw it. Then nobody asks for that. Thankful people just say, you know what? I'm glad we can move on from it. Because sometimes, watch me, how do you know you're spiritually adulting? Well, you recognize if there's nothing to win, let's not fight. Ain't nothing to win here, so okay, let's move on. Tell somebody next to you, say, let's just move on. See how quiet y'all got? Y'all was shouting a minute ago. Tell somebody next to you, say, let's move on. And then repellent, that means they're like a water, uh, they're like a raincoat. Everything God tries to get an unthankful person, it falls off of them. So they walk around, I don't never get nothing. Because everything I send you, you repel. You pray for a mentor, then you repel him. And think he's going to chase you to, to, to help you. Ain't nobody chasing nobody grown. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You, you pray for love, and then you repel love. Because you become difficult to love. And if you love me, you probably ain't got to tolerate your mess. In the name of love. You ready? You become repellent. Come on, lift your hands in the building and online. We're almost done. Say, Lord, I'll remain thankful. Tell them, I'll remain. Come on, say it again. Lord, I'll remain thankful. 
Remaining thankful is a command. I'm going to have to cut this short like I did the 915. I planned on finishing it. I tried. Say it's a command. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful. So God is like, tell me thank you. Tell me thank you. If they cut your hours, God says, tell me thank you. If they're messing with your money, tell me thank you. If they're trying to start a fight with you, tell me thank you. He says, in everything, tell me thank you. And continually give thanks to God. Look at the last part. For this is the will of God for you. Look at me. A lot of Christians, I just don't know God's will for my life. I know it. I know it right here. God says, whatever you're in, tell me thank you. If you can't tell me thank you in that, I'm not giving you that. If you can't tell me thankful, thank you in your $40,000 a year job, I ain't giving you your $120,000 a year. If you can't tell me thank you while you dipping fries at McDonald's, which actually is about $20 an hour now. If you can't tell me thank you while you dipping them fries, don't you ask me to be the manager. Because I ain't got nothing for you. Tell me thank you. And don't just tell me, show me. Uh-oh, how do I show? I do what I'm doing and I do it well. Which means if I'm the chief water carrier, let me, oh no, let's get this together. No, we're going to do this with excellence. Uh-oh. How does God find the fakes from the real? It's because the real doesn't just say thanks. They show thanks. The real ain't just saying, I love you so much. Oh God, hey, baby, baby, you are blessing to me. No, the real ones say, you such a blessing. I just got to bless you. You ready? You ready? Remaining thankful. Here's where I had to end at the 915. <laughs> Helps you transcend. Meta. Go beyond. Look at me. You will not be like everybody else you know. You will not be like the friends you grew up with. You will not be, uh-oh, like the community you grew up in. You will transcend. How do you know? In Luke 17, there's 10 lepers. We got to go. There's 10 lepers. How many lepers? There's 10 lepers. And leprosy is the disease of the nervous system so that when you get hurt, you don't know that you're hurt, so you keep hurting the same place. See, some of you are so strong that you don't even recognize that you've been hurt. You're so used to being tough that you don't even recognize that you're bleeding. And so leprosy says you keep hurting yourself in the same place. So what eventually happens is that those places become, watch me, they become infected. You don't know they're infected because you never knew you got cut. Leprosy can last for 5 to 20 years even with treatment. In the scripture, when you were a leper, you could not come around everybody else. We don't see this in America, but in other countries, still to this day, you see leprosy is a real disease. And everybody that has leprosy has to be separated from everybody else. Everybody that has leprosy can't go around everybody else. There are 10 lepers. How many? 10. Ten. Pay attention. They're all together, which means they all have the same issues. How do you know that you're not healed yet? It's because you're still around people with the same issues. If all your friends got daddy issues, a now one of y'all heal. Because when you get healed, you can't be around leprosy. So either y'all gonna get healed with me or you're gonna stay here and I'm gonna go. 
Ready? Five to 20 years. And for five to 20 years, leprosy can last. They cry out to Jesus. Have mercy on us. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. Because in scripture, to be declared clean from leprosy. Watch me. You didn't go to the doctor. You went to the man of God. Because there were certain things that they recognized had a spiritual significance more than it did a natural significance. Woman with the issue of blood. Doctors couldn't help her, but God. See, some of y'all, you keep running for natural solutions when you have a supernatural God. I'm not knocking medical care. I'm not knocking um, physicians. In fact, Luke is a doctor. He's a Gentile doctor. He's a non-Hebrew doctor. Here it is. Let 15, stand with me. We're done. Stand with me. In the building, in the line, stand with me. You've been sitting. Well, some of y'all. Look at me. There's 10. Jesus says, go to church. <laughs> For some of you, your healing, it's a process of going to church. He said, go show yourself to the priest. And he said, he's going to declare you clean. He said, go to church. This is why the enemy will try to fight you. Hear me, Denver. He'll try to fight you. Hear me from my online family. He'll try to fight you. You don't need all that. Take a break. Are you nuts? Take a sabbatical. Man, bye. He'll try to fight you because he recognizes this thing that you've dealt with for five to 20 years, that there's only one way for it to be declared healed. As they're walking, say process. As they're walking, one of them starts looking at himself. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ever had a wait a minute moment? Not wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't, I don't look the same. He turns around once he sees he's been cleansed. And he goes to Jesus. And watch me. He falls. Because see, pride can't do this. Pride says, I ain't getting down in my jeans. Pride says, I'm not doing all, I'm not doing that. Pride says, I don't want to do that in front of these people. I'm going to do that at home. Are you nuts? He healed you in front of people. How dare you praise him in private? He kneels. And he gets before the Lord and he says, Lord, he says, thank you. Praise God. I've been dealing with this for years. And Jesus, look on the screen. Jesus says this. He says, Weren't 10 of you healed or cleansed? Excuse me. This is where the other nine at. Was the only one that came to give me glory was this foreigner? Samaritan is what he was. And, and what does that mean? He was a non-Hebrew. What does that mean for us, Bishop? He wasn't a church boy. He wasn't a church girl. He was the one the church boys and the church girls judged. And said, God don't want you. God can't use you. And that's the only one that said, thank you. Hear me, church people. Don't become entitled and stuck up and think God owes you something and you're judging other Christians. Hear me. Everybody is included. Nobody is excluded. Lift your hands. Say, thank you, Lord. Look what he says to this man. Here we go. And here's our shout. In verse 18, he says, your faith has restored you to health. Go to verse 17. The nine got cleansed but there's still a hole whatever created the leprosy didn't leave whatever created the leprosy didn't leave you didn't listen to what I just said whatever created the leprosy didn't leave see some of you watch me you watch me you get cleansed and then you run right right to what hurts you 
You ready? He says, but your faith, see, this is your friends. This is the nine. Look, this is some people you know. This is some people you're going to be with at Thanksgiving this week. And they're going to be trying to show you how cleansed they are. Here's our shout, 1115. But look at verse 18. Look at what he told the man that said, thank you. Look at what he told Joseph. Look at what he told Job. You're not just cleansed. You're restored to health. What's the difference, Bishop? What created the leprosy won't be an issue anymore. What created the hurt won't be an issue anymore. What created the problem won't be an issue anymore. 11.15, we're going home, but can I get you to lift your hands and release your thanks. Release your thanks. Release your thanks. All the thankful people, release your gratitude. The sickness didn't kill you. You should have lost everything, but you didn't. Release your gratitude. Release your gratitude. Release your gratitude. And what's coming is better than what's been. And what's coming is better than what's been. And what's coming is better than what's been. Come on, all the thankful people, put a thank you praise in them. I know you've been shouting a lot, but he's done a lot. I know you've been praising a lot, but he's done a lot. Somebody shout, I'm thankful. Look at me. Here's about eyes closed. You're thankful. And thankful people triumph. Grateful people get more. You looking at the bad email you got. Did you thank him for the 400 good ones you got? You looking at the one coworker you don't like. But what about the 74 you do? Somebody say, Lord, I'm thankful. I want to end this experience slightly different. Um, let me have you actually open your eyes. Can I get you to just find a group of two or three? A group of two or three. We got to do this fast. A group of two or three. Just, just get you, look at, find two or three people, lock eyes with them, and then just grab their hands. Can I get you to do that? We're about to go at home, do it at home. Do it at home. I just want to end this different. Two or three. Four ain't two or three, y'all. We'll be a good church. Some of y'all got a group of 15. <laughs> Squeeze that hand. Did you feel that? You should be thankful for that. Because there's some people that when they went to open their eyes, they were in eternity. Just squeeze that hand. Don't hurt them. Just squeeze it. That means you can still feel. That means you still have a pulse. That means God still has a plan. I want you to take 15 seconds. You don't have to know the person you're next to. You don't have to know their name. I just want you to pray for them that they would remain thankful all of the days of their life. In the building, if you, or you do that, do that now at home. If you don't have anybody with you, stretch your hands towards me. I'm your point of contact. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. We got to go. I'm thankful. And I will remain thankful all the days of my life. 
Jesus name so when you go eat after church be thankful some people can't eat when somebody surprises you on Thanksgiving with a surprise recipe be thankful some people don't have surprises thankfulness got Job a position or Joseph a position and Job double pray this for them saying I pray God give you triumph I pray God give you more I pray he exceeds your expectations if he gave Job double I pray the same for you he gave Joseph position and power I pray the same for you. If you're in this building and you need to become a Christian or you're online, you need to become a Christian. Or secondly, you've given your life to the Lord. You've not been faithful. Thirdly, you need to recommit yourself to the Lord. On three, I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up in this building online. I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Like, I'm not sure where things stand with God. Be sure. Don't miss this moment on this Thanksgiving week. Well, I'll do it next week. That's not promised. I'll do it tomorrow. That's not promised. All you got is right here and right now. Unless you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself a little, or just be sure you're in a safe place. You don't have to worry about being judged. You're in a safe place. On three, throw that hand up. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. I'm digital ambassadors waiting on you. One, two, three. If that's you, slip that hand up in this building. I see you. I see you. God bless you. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Everybody, pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. From this day forward, in Jesus' name, amen. Take your phone out, scan that QR code, or text the word decision at 877-552-4746. Um, listen, some of you already say, but you need a shepherd. You can be in Denver. You can be anywhere across America and around the world. We'd love for you to be a part of our family. God calls you to a shepherd. Jeremiah 3.15, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Don't worry about a people. Don't worry about a building. Don't worry about the fact that you may not be in this building. Do you not know as a hybridist, the majority of harvest you nev has never ever been in a harvest building or a physical harvest experience? Isn't that amazing? But you can connect. Scan the QR code or text join harvest to 877-552-4746. Y'all get some out of this word today? Acceleration, acceleration, acceleration. Listen. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. If you want to sow to seal, I want you to get that ready also. What does that mean, Bishop? When a word speaks life into your life, you sow into that word. At 9.15, we sowed 77. Seven is the biblical number of completion. Um, I want us to do this at this 9.15. We're going to do two numbers together. Seven, completion, two, witness. I'm a sower, so you ain't got to fight with me. God ain't got to fight with me about giving. He's been too good to me. And so 72, that's our seed at this 11.15. What do you mean sow to seal, Bishop? What is that? First Samuel chapter 9, when the man of God spoke something that concealed something for them or spoke something to them, they sowed to seal that. You got to hear me. Money will not be your issue. It won't be. You live different when money is not your issue. You walk with a different walk. You don't let people hold you hostage. They finna go. 
Let me pack a bag for him. Saying, I don't owe nobody anything but to love them. Lift your giving to the Lord. Say, Bishop, I don't have 70. Get as close as you can to that. But whatever you sow, sow something. And you're going to call this, you're going to call this seed your thankful seed. God, we're thankful. Woo! Some of you just think back when you was out there with Lottie Dottie and everybody. And you should have picked up what Lottie Dottie and everybody had. But he kept you. Think of who you were going to marry. And you mess around and saw that mark at the mall and say, I'm so glad. Think who you almost didn't marry. And that was the best decision of your life for my married people. We have a lot to be thankful for. Lift your giving to the Lord. Say, I'm thankful. I don't just say it, God. I'm showing it with my seed. I'm not fighting you over money. This is the lowest I'll ever be. And I'm not low. But I believe I'm only going up from here. Favors finding me. Opportunities opening. Debts are being canceled. In Jesus' name. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.